Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs and Pastor Keith Radke of River Community Church in West Jordan. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. And welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke here in the studio with Pastor Steve Pearson. And uh, we're so glad you could join us on today's episode. Last couple of shows, we have been talking about Bible difficulties. And uh, we've gotten some feedback from folks that we know. And we'd love to hear from you if you have any questions uh, about the Bible that present a challenge. Uh, Again, Bible difficulties is what we're talking about. Uh, we've talked about who God is. We've talked about, is Jesus the only way? Um, the the issue of heaven and eternity and what it is. And last time we talked about the problem of sin. And one of the things that keeps coming up as we talk about this is the the centrality, uh, and not so much the centrality, but the, um, the, the, the necessity, that's the right word, the necessity for objective truth, hmm. that there has to be one singular authority in truth for us to be able to say what we've been saying. When we're, when we're trying to answer not just Bible difficulties, but any question that the Bible speaks to, uh, we are coming from the assumption that the Bible is true and trustworthy. It is the authoritative Word of God, because God himself is the source of all truth, and he is truth, and uh, and so that's the way it is. He is the authority, and that can be difficult. That that in and of itself is a Bible difficulty. How are we supposed to accept that God is the source of all truth? And so, Pastor Steve, we're going we're gonna to dive into that subject. What is truth? And uh, we're definitely not going to be able to unpack it in one episode, so stay tuned for the next few weeks as we dig into this subject. But Pastor Steve, how are you doing today, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. You're a grandpa. You know, I am. I am. Full swing. Woo, I tell you what. <laughs> Ain't nothing like a little baby you're holding in your hands that's your kid's kid. And that to, you can give back. I can give back. That is what's <laughs> nice about that is I can I can look at her and she's beautiful and cute and then she starts to cry. It's like, hey, this is this is your problem. <laughs> here you go, dad. You know, here you go, mom. Nice. Uh but I tell you, man, I tell you the perspective that it gives me on life is one I didn't even I didn't even know I needed until I'm I have this little grandbaby. So mm. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled. It's awesome, and uh, it's kind of funny too because I I still have some kids living at home, and uh, and I'm gonna have some kids living at home for a while. Mm. Um, so it's just just kind of looking at these these worlds. You know, all my kids are just now doting aunts and uncles, and yeah, it's yeah. cool. That's it's cool. awesome. That's so, awesome. So I'm just gonna wear whatever gray hair is shown up with pride, and uh, nice. Yeah. Well, I love this. I love this topic that we're covering. You yes. know, you, you and I were talking on the <clears throat> on the drive over here about just a couple of situations where where some some people, some teachers of the Bible, have kind of gone sideways, yeah. right? And and when anyone goes sideways, you know it, that sideways journey is defined as such because there's something to judge those those paths by. That's right. Right. You can't. You know, there, there is a there is a common a, a common core of beliefs in the New Testament that have withstood the test of time, mm. and that are essential to our Christian faith. That actually serve as serve as that line of demarcation between those who believe and those who don't. And those are things that we can't compromise. And and some of those things 
Um, well, all of those things are theological, and some of those theological implications um, come into into morality. Some of them come into into some other areas of our lives, but doctrinally. But they are there, and yeah. they've been determined to be true. And so, I think a lot of times, Keith, when it comes to people wanting to know, well, well, that's you know, people say stuff like, well, that's your truth. That's not necessarily my truth, right? And and, and any kind of biblical truth is, is unfortunately, a lot of people see it as, well, that's just a group of men that sat down somewhere a long time right. ago in some sort of council and just kind of came up with some truth, stamped it, and, and then passed it off to, to generations after them. And, and now and, we're stuck with and, it. And now we're stuck with it. So, so, let's, so let's redefine what that looks like. And, and, and you've had over the years, over the past recent years, probably over the last 25 years, you've had a number of things when it comes to, to the Bible, to the New Testament canon, where people have challenged it a number of years back. You had something called the Jesus Seminar, mm-hmm. where it was a bunch of quote-unquote theologians that got together and wanted to determine all the words that Jesus really spoke so we can throw out the rest of what she didn't spoke that were inserted by man, right. um, as they said. And then not too long after that, there was the the Paul Seminar, where then they went through all of the rest of the New Testament. Yeah. And, and pretty much what you had at the end was a fragment of, of what we could call truth, and the rest of it is all subjective, and so just decide what you want and how right. you want. You know? right. So, so as, obviously, as believers, we don't, we don't believe that. We, right. we understand that there is an objective standard by which we do measure truth. That, that that standard does extend to 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 morality as well as theology or doctrinal mm-hmm. issues and so um, when we talk about truth um, understand as a believer we believe it's set we, yes. we don't believe we come up with new truths um, now there might be new applications of the same truths right where God applies that truth in different ways to our lives but we don't come up with any new theology any right. new truths that redefine God or what God has already said, as his mm-hmm. word says, that this is the faith that has once and for all been delivered to the saints. That's right. Well, it's interesting, too, is in our day and age, we have a lot of people, um, you know, criticizing the Christian church because of moral failure among church leaders, which is which is a good reason to be upset. And, mm-hmm. you know, what happens is somebody's moral failure clouds the clarity of the message of the truth of God's word, and it... it really, you know, kind of takes the punch out of the gospel mm. if that person is delivering. And a lot of people are saying, well, if, you know, if, if this is true and if, if the gospel is life-changing, then why are these people behaving that way? And so we have we have this one view about morality, and we can get really indignant and, you know, pitchforks and Facebook posts and those kind of things. And and then, but then with theology, we're talking about something not, I'm not going to say this is more important but but the implications of having sound doctrine are what affects our view on morality. Exactly. They are what, what determines why we are outraged at a particular sin being justified versus you know, versus not. Is because once you begin to redefine what has been established truth, that this is authoritative, this is from God, about who Jesus is, about who God is, about you know, you know, dicing the words of Paul and Jesus as as these seminars have done. Once you start changing all of that, it's like, what do we even have anymore, right? We, we, we need a foundation. We have a foundation that then determines, you know, our faith and practice. You know, that's something a lot of churches, you know, statement of faith or statement of beliefs will, will say is that we believe the Bible is the authority for faith and practice. So what do we believe and, and why do we believe that that's true? So 
you know, when I when I see and I hear and I, I you know, we've encountered as as pastors, you know, people in moral failure, you know, there's a sadness and and sometimes there's a there's a frustration when it's overlooked, it's not dealt with properly. But man, when when somebody starts to twist scripture and start to say that God is this when the Bible says different, when Jesus is this when it says different, like that that can make my blood boil. Yeah. You know, because I see the grace and the forgiveness that's part of the doctrine that we believe, the grace and the forgiveness for sin, the mercy for sin, not that people are uh, able to escape consequence for personal sin uh, choices, but man, when you when you change the the very nature of truth, right? you are setting people on a course of destruction. That's like, right. We're setting people, like, it's one thing for your flesh to be destroyed because of sin. It's a whole other thing for your soul to be forever lost because you were given a twisted version of the gospel and that, you never believed what was true. That, that's right. And I think it's important to understand when it comes to the Christian church, remember, Jesus said when he was going to go away that the spirit of truth would come. So so the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth, right? Mm. Jesus said his his job will be to lead you in John chapter 16 to or 15 to lead you and guide you into all truth. And so I, I think it's it's important to understand that that we're not called to come up with the truth on our own, right? right. We're called to pursue truth, mm. but as Christians the Holy Spirit is the one who leads us into truth. He will never lead us into error, you know. And so so when 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 we get this idea that somehow you know, um, truth is in the eye of, of the beholder, if you right, will, you right. know, you could say that, well, to every man his own. Well, as a Christian, we don't, we don't have that option. And, and, and something you said earlier, Keith, that just jarred my memory is something where, where a lot of people are failing and that's bringing, you know, that that's bringing accusation upon the Christian message as mm-hmm. a whole, you know, remember something it's, it's in Hebrews chapter seven, when talking about the priesthood of Jesus, the Melchizedek, this Melchizedek priest in contrast to the Aaronic priest, which which couldn't continue by reason of death. This one holds this office forever, and it's an it's an imperishable priesthood. He doesn't pass it on to anybody. Right. And then it says something that he is holy, undefiled, separate from sinners. Wow. And that's a that that's a key because when we come to the Christian faith, remember all of us are stained with sin, and we will at times you know misrepresent God with our words and that's deeds. Right. But Jesus is 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 the is the the object of our faith and he's separate from mm. sinners and we need to remember that because our eyes need to be on him not on man so when man fails we don't we don't we don't say that 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 the christian faith as a whole is is illegitimate because the one who's separate from sinners is the head of the church right, and right. and that's who we need to keep our eyes on but there is truth and and we have a number of things in scripture that actually that actually make reference to the importance of that. Yeah. It, it's interesting how we can become so, you know, just adamant that if one Christian messes up, I just have no reason to believe the Christian faith anymore. But we keep going to doctors, even though there's malpractice. Hmm. You know, we keep going to auto mechanics, even though some mess up and and, and don't take ownership of, of their mistakes. You know, you can go all through these different professions. You know, it's like, well, just because there's you know, one bad lawyer or one bad this doesn't mean they're all bad, right? right. You know, but then we'll come to the, well, there's one bad Christian, so all Christians are just... But that's too, I mean, you know, <laughs> you're 100% right, but you know as well as I do too, is is people that would ultimately think that way and use that 
as as a vehicle to reject the message as a whole are those who don't come to the light because their deeds are evil and they don't want their deeds to be exposed. That they're looking for right. some excuse to justify them in their rebellion to God. And so let me just find anything. Ah, see, that's why I don't do it. And right. so you know, that's, that's kind of a spiritual chip on their shoulder. Exactly. Right. Right. Well, hey, what we want to do in the rest of this program, as well as the, the next handful of, of shows, is get down to answering some of the questions surrounding the difficulty of what is truth. Um, you know, we can say because of the fact that we're Christians, we're pastors, what is biblical truth? Yeah, that's important. But what is truth? How is that defined? And and how is that? how does that shape a person's world view? Um, so we'll, we'll get started with that part of the conversation right after the break. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. Okay, John chapter 18, verse 38. Jesus is on trial before Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor there in Jerusalem. And Jesus says in John eighteen thirty-seven. He says, for this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Jesus says this about truth, and then he makes the you know demarcation. Hey, I, listen to me, and you've got truth. Pilate said to him, "What is truth?" Hmm. You know, that's a good question. You know, and and, and here, Pilate is he a skeptic? Is he, uh, you know? Um, an atheist, you know, we, we don't really know what his view was, but he asked the question I think a lot of us are asking. A lot of people ask, how do I know? How do I know what truth is? You say you've come to bear witness of the truth, and if you listen to him, you, you're going you, you, you're gonna to know that you're of the truth. Well, what is truth? Who are you to define it, you know? And, and that, was the, that was the state of the culture of the Romans, you know? Everything, everything went, you know? Everything goes. And that was the story of the people of Israel at the end of Judges in chapter 21, verse 25, where it says, and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Mm. You know, nothing really changes, right? Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun, right? I mean, every age and every generation has its own challenges, um, but at the end of the day, it's the same human problems that, that present those challenges and here in Jesus' time, he's, he's the one who said he was the way, the truth, and the life. He's now telling Pilate, mm. I've come to bear witness of that. If you believe in me, if you hear me, then you are of the truth. And Pilate just kind of responds based on what he sees in the culture and says, what is truth? Mm. You know, who mm. are you to define that? How, how do we, how, you know, let's, let's kind of break that down a little bit. How do we address the issue first that, that this question presents? Mm. What is truth? Well, I'll say this, you know, a lot of times we look at, and, and, and it is officially the, the, the Lord's Prayer in, in Matthew chapter 5 or in Matthew chapter 6, but if you really truly want the Lord's Prayer, then you would go to John 17, because that is actually the most intimate prayer that, that, that's outside the model of, of, of Matthew 6, and it's actually the, the intimate part of Christ communicating with the Father. And in that, he says in verse 17, talking to the father of the disciples that he's about to leave, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. And so, 
So when when we talk about what is truth, Jesus answers the question, your word is truth, right? John 1, 1, in our que en lagas, que lagas, en prosteos, que lagas, en lagas. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. And then he goes on to say, and the word, which was God, was made flesh. Jesus expounds on that when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So if the word which we are sanctified is truth and Jesus is that word, then we are, we are not only sanctified, but we, but we determine truth by Christ himself. He, he is the expression of God's ultimate Mm. truth, right? And so both morally and doctrinally. Okay. And so when Christians say that we believe that the Bible is infallible or that the Bible is inerrant, what we are saying is that it is 100% from God, it is without error, and it is profitable for everything that 2 Timothy 3.16 says. It's profitable for doctrine, for correction, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. And the end of that is so that we could be a complete or a whole and mature person, right? And so for the Christian, the Bible is our ultimate source of truth. Mm. Now, Now, here's what Here's what that means and here's what it doesn't. What it doesn't mean is, you know, a lot of times people look for every scenario in life and they say, okay, well, what does the Bible say about this exact scenario? Right. And it's like, well, you know, it's, it's, it's not one of those little magic little eight balls that the, that the people used to right. rub as a kid and say, am I, you know, am I supposed to go to the store? You know, and right. yes, you know, you, you know, the Bible may not answer every specific instance, but it is an overall arching guide for principle and morality mm. and doctrine that applies to every area of right. your life. And so for the Christian, our authority is from the Word of God, 100%. That's good. Well, I have to say, Pastor Steve, your Greek uh, is rather impressive there from, <laughs> from John past, uh, John 1.1. 1, 1. Uh, David would write in Psalm 19, he would say that the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, and in keeping them there is great reward." He had come to a place in his life where he was accepting not just the intellectual truth of the Word of God, but the transformational truth mm-hmm. of, of God's Word. So when Jesus says, your Word is truth, he's talking about more than information, right? That, I think that a lot of times, and you're, that's what you're addressing here, is a lot of times we go to the Bible looking for information to fix our problems. Mm-hmm. We're going to take care of our finances, fix our relationships, you know, we lack peace with God, so maybe there's a solution in there. Um, yes, there is information. Truth is information, but but in God's purpose, it's more than just informing the mind. It's transforming our lives uh, from within. It's changing hearts, and and that that is the thing that I think a Christian has to understand is when we're when we're debating or we're wrestling with uh, you know issues of what is truth and how to convince a person of the truth. We're not just trying to inform the mind. There is a role that that plays. God, even God says Himself, "Let us reason together." Mm-hmm. You know, though your sins are as scarlet, they can be white as snow. It's, it's, it, it's a logical, you know, coming to a logical conclusion based on the revealed truth. 
And so we're looking for more than just winning arguments, and we're looking for more than just informing minds. We're looking for the end result of real truth, and that is life transformation. And and that is something, you know, just on a daily basis, you know, when two people are are talking to each other and one person lies to the other, right, that now transforms the relationship. You have one person who is being deceptive and leading a person to believe something that isn't true, you would say. Now, when the other person finds out that they're being lied to and find out that the truth isn't there, there is something happens that is more than intellectual. There's something happens that is more than just, you know, hey, I'm convinced that you're winning the argument. No, you lied to me. And now my my view of you, my perception of you is now altered, and how I'm going to relate with you is now altered. It's now changed. It's not what it should be or could be. We need to see that about the truth. We need to see that the truth presents to us a a way, the way, by which we relate with God and how we navigate with life. And if that changes, if 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 we find out that God is a liar, mm. or if we and we find out that the word of God is not true, now who do we trust? Where do we go? Yeah. What's the next standard? What's the next belief that we go to? And now my course has changed. Mm. Right, I was heading in the wrong direction if I believed this is true, right. and it wasn't. And so I think that's something too that that a Christian needs to be, you know, humbly unapologetic, is to say I, I'm banking my life, not just my life, but my eternal destiny, on this being the truth. Because if it isn't the truth, then where do we go? Show right. me where to go. Where right. it's absolute, fixed standards, objective truth. That cannot lead me astray. And, and and here's a problem we have, particularly particularly in our religious context here in Utah, is is we usually, you know, there's 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 a whole bunch of people that that view um, that that determine truth subjectively, right? right? And it's, in other words, it's something that's internalized. It's not outside of themselves. There's no objective standard outside of themselves. And 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 I talk to many of my friends that that really ultimately it's about their emotions and how they feel how and that feel determines. About, yeah. But here's the problem, and here's here's here here's where that blows apart is 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 if you feel one thing and I feel something different and we're emotionally spurred on to you know uh, truth truth is determined by by our emotional you know, makeup at any given moment, what makes your emotions any more valid than mine? Right. Right. And and so now what you have is you have, you know, everything true, you know, because, because you choose to believe something. And if I believe something different, then I'm as valid as you are in my emotions. And so now we can never really nail down what is something that's absolutely objectively true. And hmm. so, so as Christians, we'd say, look, you know, the Bible says that he, I think it's in Proverbs 26, it says that he who trusts in his own heart is a fool, right? And Jeremiah 17, 9 says the heart's wicked above all things who can know it. So to look into man for the answers for truth, you know, and, and, and not seek something outside of that, which is messed up inside man and broken it leaves us in this predicament where mm. we don't really know if what we're grabbing onto is of God or not. Because if you pray about it, Keith, and I pray about it, and we come to two different conclusions, God can't be for and against the same thing at the same time. That's right. And so it, it creates this conundrum where where we have to look outside of ourselves for something objective. And for Christians, we would say that something is the Bible. That's great. And, you know, that is what we base our conversations here on Shots of Grace Radio upon, is believing and understanding and pursuing the truth that we find in the Word of God. 
there is not enough time for us to pack all this into one episode, so join us on the next episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. You can also go to shoutsofgraceradio.com, and you can take a listen to this episode again, as well as our future and previous ones. And uh, we would love to hear from you. So when you go to shoutsofgraceradio.com, uh, go ahead and click the link there to contact us. We'd love to hear from you. All right, Pastor Steve, we're going to continue this on our next broadcast. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is a joint outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah, and River Community Church in West Jordan, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show, and from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. 